Welcome, everybody, to the new Genoa Students podcast called The Finish Line. Um, my name is Matt Clark, and with me is my good buddy, Alex. What's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, before we go any further, we, we want to introduce ourselves a little bit. Um, if, if this is the first time you've ever listened to any of the podcasts that we offer, uh, typically the only podcast that we offer is our is our Sunday messages. We, uh, we alternate. I'll speak sometimes. Alex will speak sometimes, and we'll post those. But this is the first time that we're doing a podcast that's not one of our church services. And it's called The Finish Line, and we're doing this for a reason, is we kind of want to finish up our current series that we're doing. And if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Pastor Matt. I'm the student pastor here at Genoa Church, and um, I primarily teach the high school. So, Alex, tell us about yourself. Yeah, my name's Alex. Uh, I currently teach the middle school uh, on Wednesday nights and preach sometimes on Sundays as well. Be honest. Do you love middle schoolers? Oh, it's it's hard, right? It's, it can be hard, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult. It teaches you patience, for sure. Uh, right. But it is it is a really good opportunity, and it really does uh, promote things that just, like, warms my heart to see how these kids can grow in their lives. And right. so I do enjoy it in some aspects, even if it's really hard to be with them sometimes. Right. Well, j- just for context, one of the kids, uh, tell, tell us what one of the students did to a wall uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> in, in like three words, what did he do? Yeah, uh, he he put his foot in it. So yeah, yeah. Right. he kicked a hole in the wall, and I remember talking to him. I was like, "Dude, you put a hole in the wall," and he goes, "Yeah, so like it wasn't even a big deal." Yeah, crazy. Anyways, so uh, yeah, Alex teaches middle school. I teach high school on Wednesday nights, and we decided to do this podcast called "The Finish Line," um, really for the reason of, uh, and I'm sure this is the same for you, Alex. Is when I'm preparing my messages. Um, what I'll do is I'll just do kind of what I think they call it like a brain dump where I'll be reading the passage of scripture that I, that I'm going to teach on and I'll write every idea I can think of just write out on the paper. And if you're like me, uh, the final product, so much of that stuff just stays on the cutting block, doesn't it? Like it doesn't make it into the main message. Right. And so uh, when we were talking about some stuff, like I know the other day we're, we're saying like uh, some ideas that we didn't get to do in, in church. And so we thought this would be kind of a cool way to kind of put the bow on the end of the series every month. And I think the plan is we're going to try to do this once a month and and uh, finish off the series. So we're essentially going to hit the finish line of the series and, and call it quits and then and then we'll be done. So with that being said, we just finished our latest series on Wednesday nights. And um, this is probably important that I distinguish between the two services. You know, mm-hmm. we meet on Sundays uh, and Saturdays. We have a Saturday service at 6, Sunday morning at 9, 15, and 11. Uh, it's all the same sermon. Like, uh, kids don't come to all three, typically, right? I mean, there's there's a couple. There's a few, yeah. yeah we got some volunteer kids that yeah. come. But, but um, what we'll do on Sundays is we typically will preach through a book of the Bible. So right now, I'm putting you on the spot. What book are we teaching through that you're going to be preaching on in like a two hours. Yeah. Uh, I should probably know the answer yeah. then. <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, we're teaching on first Peter at the moment. First Peter. That's right. And we're almost done. Right. I mean, yeah. we're, we're getting there. So, uh, we're doing first Peter. Um, and we just, we just go through books of the Bible and just teach them verse by verse. Uh, it's, it's referred to as exegetical where you're just going through, uh, the scripture. Well, Wednesdays are a little bit different in that we, uh, it, it tends to be a little more topical, mm-hmm. right? Where, 
Um, in just a minute, Alex is going to tell us about the topic that we've been doing, but we'll do stuff like wisdom. We'll do stuff like uh, prayer. I know we finished a prayer series. Mm-hmm. And so Wednesdays, we look at them more as our outreach night where we encourage kids to invite friends that don't typically go to church. And so it's a little louder than normal. Got the pump and music going, all that stuff, uh, fun games and all that. But um, so that, that's, that's kind of the difference between our services. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and hit that finish line for our current series that we just finished. So before we kind of uh, go from talk about some of the, our takeaways from this series, why don't you tell us what the series was called and kind of what the gist was? Yeah, so February is the month of love, as some call it, because of Valentine's Day, uh, and we are right. currently recording on the last day of Val- or the last day of February, which is the 29th. Happy leap year! Uh, Wait, Valentine's Day was in February. Yes. Oh no. I'm just kidding. I got. I'm good. Y- your wife is real I'm mad, good. you know. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but we've been talking about this series about dating and about marriage and relationships, and so the series is called "Meant to Be," uh, because oftentimes in culture we find that you want to look for the one that is your soulmate and is you're just meant to be uh, together forever, and you're never going to be separated. And so we've been talking mm-hmm. about uh, not just about what love looks like, but what a healthy, godly, and uh, Bible-pursuing relationship looks like. Perfect. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, it's one thing that we try to do often is we try to give the biblical perspective on all of these topics, right? I mean, if we're not doing it, we're not doing our jobs, right? So right. so I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, we, we want to, uh, we're, we're not talking about dating just to date. We're, there's purposes for it, and there's uh, there are correct ways to date and mm-hmm. incorrect ways to date, which I think we see a lot of. Yeah. A ton of yeah. it. It's depressing. Anyways, so uh, pretty much the kind of the, I guess the the flow of this is going to be each of us had three main takeaways that we're going to talk about. So you'll give me your first one, then I'll give you my first one, and then we're just going to talk about it. Sound good? Sweet. All right, sweet. So let's start with your first, what was your first big takeaway that you wanted people, uh, that you wanted the middle schoolers to learn about? And then um, maybe some, we'll throw in some additional stuff that maybe didn't make the sermon, you know, that Mm -hmm. we can talk about. So what's your first big takeaway? First big takeaway is that staying close to Jesus makes every relationship better. And we were talking about how uh, when you're looking for someone to date, and I should preface this with the fact that since I'm talking to middle schoolers, uh, Mm -hmm. it tends to be kind of a challenge in terms of like, should you be dating? Should you wait to be dating? Even for high schoolers, this can be a challenge. And so, um, I kind of preface this with the fact that I'm not trying to encourage them to go out and, and find someone to date immediately. I'm just trying to uh, give them some kind of wisdom, some kind of takeaways to think about in the future when they do end up getting into this point in their life where they uh, think about who they want to date and who they want to eventually marry. Uh, and so the first kind of message was looking basically at who you should date uh, and what to look for in another person when you're talking about dating. Are they following Jesus? Do they believe in who God is? Are they uh, focusing on scripture rather than the world? Like what is what are some things that you should be looking for in a guy or a girl when you're dating. So that was kind of the, the point of the message. Cool, cool. Let me ask you, I know in high school, um, we get a lot of, it tends to be girls where it, it's it's difficult for, and this obviously isn't every girl, but like there's a lot of girls that I've seen in the high school ministry that it's difficult for them to be single, right? Where mm-hmm. they're just like, hey, I don't have a boyfriend and they feel like something's wrong or yeah. something's broken. I, is it that way in middle school or? Uh, yeah, I, I think it tends to be. I think especially in middle school because you have now these kids who are now hitting puberty, who are now going through these hormones and it's like. The voice cracks. Yeah, the voice cracks. <laughs> and then now all of a sudden you look at that guy or that girl in the hall and it's like, ooh, like 
you're pretty cute. Like, right, right. Uh, and it's, it's hard to really think about that. And some people try and think like, man, did God just like send people down and, or create people and then give them hormones? And was like, ah, yes, right. humans and uncontrollable hormones. Like, let's see what happens now. Like, no, it's, there's there's a purpose for all of it, and that was a I, creepy voice, by the way. I yeah, like sorry, it. My, <laughs> my apologies. Um, but it's it's really just meant to be a not to, no pun intended, but right. th- this was meant to be a oh, I get uh, it. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, God. Okay. this is this is meant to be kind of like a, a guide and a an entry pathway into this world if they think about this, so they don't just uh, go into dating and all that, and it's just oh. All of a sudden, like, I don't know what to do. Like, you have right. a biblical precedent for it. And for to go back to your question, like, it tends to be a lot of times uh, girls that are thinking, like, oh, I like this guy and I want to go out with this guy. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, some girls even in the middle school say, like, oh, I am I am dating somebody. And I'm like, wait, are, like, right. what? What does a middle school date look like? Right. You know, like, you're just – are you just talking? And that's yeah. generally what it is. It is funny because – you know, um, you used to help me. I, I used to do kids ministry before I did student ministry, and you helped me a ton over there. And it's funny to me seeing a lot of these elementary kids in kids ministry now grow on, grown up, and they're now middle schoolers, mm-hmm. and, and some of them are high schools, uh, high schoolers as well. But it's funny seeing some of these middle schoolers start to like, uh, especially boys, start to wear deodorant. I'm like, yes, yeah. finally, <laughs> you know, because they're trying to impress the girl yeah. and stuff, and. And they're wearing, like, gold chains and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, man, this is weird. This is not the kid I knew in kids' ministry who yeah. was, like, trying to cut that girl's hair off during church time, you know, and stuff. Now, <laughs> now he wants to, like, date her, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty funny. Well, that that's – I'm very, very glad to hear that that was your first point because, <laughs> funny enough, that was my first point. Wow, no yeah, way. It's crazy. It's it's like we discussed it or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, my first my my first big takeaway is relationships start with God, which is pretty much um, just the same thing you said, just lesser words, I think. So, yeah. but yeah, it pretty. I, I totally agree. Um, starting with God is uh, it, it's very important, and the way that we did it over in high school was we specifically talked about like. Like, we're not just talking dating relationships, marriage. We're talking every relationship. Like, every single relationship is better if God is the foundation of it. Friendships, you know, all this stuff. And so it's, you know, it's something to think about. You know, the Bible talks a lot about us showing love to people, right? Uh, I mean, mean, what's the most Christ-like thing you can do to a person is to love them the way Jesus did, right? Right. So, so yeah, I think it's a great foundation of a a topic on dating, you know, because... Because we get these, uh, you know, the, these the kids, like, it's almost like, it's what you said earlier. They, there's kind of this impression that they have to be dating somebody. And, sure. you know, and it starts in middle school. And then, and I'm always telling kids, I'm like, guys, like, you don't, you don't have to date to get to know a person, right? Right. Now, that's why church is a cool place to get to know somebody. You know, I, one, one kid was like, man, I, I, I want to ask that girl out. I was like, dude, we're, we're going to Chick-fil-A after church next week. Why don't you just come and get to know her sure she's attractive and stuff but you might not that, that's not enough sometimes you know right. what i mean she she might drive you crazy you might drive her crazy like so so it is funny that people jump into dating so quickly because it's done for the wrong intentions right, right. so um so yeah relationships start with god you know Sweet. you got you got to start it's funny cuz i think that a lot of our podcasts that might be a pretty common first point <laughs> <laughs> prayer starts with god yeah. wisdom starts with god dating starts with god you know it's um, we, I'm not gonna, I, I know I'm speaking for Alex here, but we, we hold scripture in a pretty high regard here. So 
All right, perfect. So uh, we agree on the first point. Relationships start with God. Um, point number two, why don't you tell us what your, your second big takeaway is? Yeah, second big takeaway uh, is that the purpose of marriage is to reflect the covenant that God has made to the church through Christ. And that was kind of a lengthy one, but uh, it, was, it was important to really nuance that in a sense. Uh, so I was talking on uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through uh, 33. Um, and basically, it was a comparison of the relationship that Christ has to the church and how that is meant to be reflected within the marriage covenant as well. Uh, so for example, as uh, Christ is the head of the church, so the husband is the head of the household and head of the wife. Uh, and in the sense that Christ is steadfast in his love to the church. The husband is to be steadfast in his love uh, to his wife. And so you have uh, these direct correlations that Scripture clearly draws out for us to see uh, to really show marriage as a reflection of what God has done for us. And so it it automatically puts you in a in a sense of you shouldn't just be marrying somebody because you love that person, quote unquote, or you want to be with that person forever, but because you want to reflect a love that God has already shown you through Christ as uh, being part of the body of the church. That's great. That's awesome. Did um, Let me ask you this, because I, I, I know when you talked about dating in middle school, you're probably like, uh, when you make the inevitable point that we make that dating is... Uh, for marriage, right. right? You don't just date to date. Like, what was? Did you get a good response from the middle schoolers on that, or was it? Yeah, I, I think, I think conceptually, the middle schoolers can actually sometimes think about things in more logical ways than high schoolers. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to downplay high schoolers in any sense. I'll downplay them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oftentimes, like middle schoolers, as as much as some middle schoolers like want to start dating, a lot of them don't, and like don't think about these things in in a right. hormonal sense of. Like, oh, I need to go, like, that person's really attractive. I need to go date them. And so they think about it in a more careful way, and they articulate things actually quite um, intellectually sometimes in terms of, like, why they do things. They may not always live it out to that sense, and they may not always know the depth of what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But in the sense of telling them, hey, like, your dating relationship is not meant to just be fun and to be doing whatever you want. It's meant to lead towards something permanent, something loving, something covenantal, just as God has done uh, with Christ in the church. And I think that they tend to think about it more in that sense because they don't always have the clouded distractions of their dating relationships to hide Mm -hmm. that uh, fact from them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we, we, I I brought that up in high school, you know, I'm like dating is, uh, dating should lead to marriage, you know, right. and that's not to say that every person you date, you're going to marry, right? Mm-hmm. We would never say that, but, but you don't just date somebody to date somebody, right? right. Um, it, it's funny because our culture has become a culture of uh, just breaking up, right? You're learning how to break up, yeah. you know? There are songs, love songs about <laughs> breaking up. Yeah, and they're all country, right? Yes. Or, or um, no, country songs are about after the breakup, right? Yeah, Where true. You beat true. their car up and... Uh, I hate country music. I'm sorry. I, guys, don't hate me if you're listening. I hate country music. I can't take it. It's too. I like like. Uh, I don't mind bluegrass. Yeah. I appreciate it. I love the blues, but good lord, I hate country. All right, let's move on. So, um, yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, the the purpose of marriage is to reflect the covenant. Say that. Say that. Say the point one more time. The purpose of marriage is to reflect the covenant uh, that God has made to the church through Christ. That's right. That God has made. Yeah, I love it. I love it. 
so here's my second point. My second takeaway is don't put yourself in compromising situations. Mm. We did a series. Um, well, I, I won't call it a series. It, it was it was within the series. One of our, I think it was week three of this series. We did a night called Guardrails, mm-hmm. and we did this uh, with the intention of teaching these high schoolers some some practical advice on dating. Okay, mm-hmm. and and um and it was actually more than that. It was beyond uh, dating. It was just on how to remain pure for marriage yeah. and to keep yourself pure. Uh, something I always try to tell the kids is I say. Uh, I say you you can commit adultery right now even though you're not a married right. you know because anytime you are looking at um, a woman lustfully or doing something with a girl that's not your wife you're doing it outside the bounds of marriage and I mean you know it's it's I, I call it, it's like spiritual adultery you right. know and stuff like that so um, with that being said we we did a series or we did, I keep saying series we did, we did an, a, a night where we talked about uh, some guardrails that you could set up and. Um, it was fun. It was really yeah. fun. We did this last year as well, and uh, it's kind of cool. I, there was a couple that I uh, personally uh, told the kids. I said, you know, the first one, the first guardrail, and, and you know the whole premise is you, you're setting up boundaries that, like a guardrail keeps you from going off the road and dying, you right. know, if you lose your way. And, and so in the same way, you set these things up. Um, I got real practical with the boys, you know. I'm like, put filters on your phone, you yeah. know, J- just something as simple as that. Um, a big one, and this goes for girls as well, is don't uh, don't bring your phone into the bedroom with you at night. Yeah. You know that's a difficult one. Yeah. Did, did you know there's a stat that says we as uh, as Amer well, I don't know if it's just Americans, but I'll I'll I think it's mostly Americans. But Americans spend like it's literally like 93 percent of your day within three feet of your phone or something. Did yeah. you know that? Oh my gosh, crazy. that's crazy! Yeah. I can't even believe that. And and I I remember when I heard that stat, I was like, that's not true. And then I thought about it, and I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I go to bed with it. It's right next to me charging. It's uh, my alarm clock. It's my. Yeah, it's always exactly. next to yeah. me. It's, it's in my pocket there. most of the time. Yeah. If I'm watching videos now, like on Netflix or something, sure. a lot of times I don't even go to my TV anymore. I just do it on my phone and right. pop the headphones in. So it's crazy. I was like, guys, and I'll tell you, if you want to get, if you want to get kids looking at you like you're crazy, tell them to like, you know, don't, don't take your phone to your room. Leave it downstairs. Let it charge downstairs so that you're not upstairs with it. And they're like, wait, what? That's crazy. <laughs> Because, you know, they want to play games or whatever it is. But, you know, just practically speaking, um, a lot of a lot of sin happens in solidarity yeah. or, or when you're alone, yeah. you know, or isolation is probably the right word. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to mess up when you're by yourself. You right. know? And so I was trying to teach these guys like, hey, don't don't be don't be surfing the Internet late at night. You know, that's yeah. a good practical step. Uh, the other one is, um, you know, when I say don't put yourself in compromising situations is. Uh, um, I, I, true story. I had a kid come up to me. This was years ago. This is actually before I was even in youth ministry. It was mm-hmm. a teenager who just came up to me. And he says, Pastor Matt, I made a mistake. And I said, well, what happened? And he goes, I slept with my girlfriend. And I said, oh, man. I was like, darn. He goes, we were trying to stay pure. And I said, all right, well, I said that, you know, ask forgiveness from God. We'll move on from this. And I, I said, what, like, how did this happen? Like, what, what happened? You know, and he says, well, I said, where were you? He goes, we were in the back of my truck. And I said, what, what, what? And he just goes, yeah, we were making out in my truck. And then it just, one thing led to another. And I was like, let me give you some advice. Uh, making out with your girlfriend in the back of your truck is probably not the best idea. Yeah. You know? Like they, they put themselves in a situation where it was really easy to mess up. Mm-hmm. And I tell them this often. I'm like, 
you know, at some point biology just kind of takes over, you know, like I know that, I know that we, we tried to be strong and stuff, but a lot of people aren't strong enough. And this is why those guardrails are so important. Right. If you prevent yourself from being in that situation, then you're doing yourself a great favor. Yeah. I actually say this is what godly wisdom is, is being able to look ahead and prepare, you know? So, um, so yeah, let me, I'm trying to think what else I did. Um, you know, uh, oh, don't date a non-Christian. Yeah. Like that. That's a big one. You yeah. know, I'm sure I, I think you've talked about that as well, but, um, it's a big one. I had one kid ask me a couple of weeks ago. He goes, you know, I wasn't a Christian. My girlfriend was a Christian. We got saved and, or she brought me to church and then I got saved. And she goes, are you saying that she should have never dated me? And I said, well, you know, I mean, God can redeem anything, you know, but I mean, the Bible's pretty clear, you know, that we're not to be unequally yoked and right. to, to be with a non-believer. And, and the thing is, I said, you know, for every example that you have of it working out, I can give you 50 of examples of it not working out. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's, uh, actually we, so our fourth week of this series, we didn't do a message, but we did a, uh, a Q and a session. Uh, there, was, there was a super attractive girl up there with you. There, uh, that's, hold on, hold there, on. there, there was two girls the, up yeah, there. I need the, to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would agree with you in the sense that one of them was, and the other was not. So, so uh, we for clarification. <laughs> for clear, one of yeah. them was Alex's girlfriend. One of them was my wife. Yes. All right. So, so <laughs> continue. But yeah, so we had hey, good, good save there, by the way. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, we had Brittany up there. That's Matt's wife. And then we had Sierra, who's my, uh, girlfriend and we were basically we had a, a text in service they could text uh, in message in any question they wanted to and I could see it on my uh, computer and we would uh, answer questions and and that was actually brought up as, is it is it a sin for me to date uh, a non-christian um, and Brittany actually handled it very well she was talking about how it's not necessarily a biblical sin uh, to date a non-christian like if you go on a date with a non-christian you're not it's not like you're going to hell now. Like you need Jesus, repent, believe like, it's not like that. But the implications of uh, a lot of people call it missionary dating uh, Mm -hmm. to, to date, you know, cause like, Oh, I I can, I can preach the gospel to them. They'll listen to me if I'm, if they're dating me, you know, they'll want to be a Christian because I'm a Christian. Right. That's not a good motivation for being a Christian. First off, first, like the motivation should be love of God, not, Mm -hmm. Uh, I will still want to be with this girl or this guy, so I'll become a Christian. And then, uh, what if they break up? You know, right? And times, if right, if they yeah. break up, then is their is their faith still going to last? Or are they still going to go to church? Or are they just going to go because like, oh, I'm not dating that person anymore? Uh, right, but right. also too, like, if you are, I, and I did this example the first week about asking about like who you should be dating. If you're running in one direction towards God, you're always running constantly towards God, and you see someone running in life. Um, the uh, opposite direction. They don't believe in God. They don't hold the same values as you. They don't have these same intentions as you. If you're running, you might be next, right next to each other in that point in your life when you're running in your directions. But if you get married, I mean, play it out 50 years. If you go out and you keep going in life, you're going to be so far apart from each other that it it almost seems like you just were never meant to be together. Right. Uh, And that's because uh, it, and that's because it was like the situation of you have different values, you have different beliefs. And so it, it becomes uh, unfruitful because you never, you if you're dating a non-Christian, you never had these uh, good intentions anyway. And so it, right. it can often lead to disaster, even if you do end up uh, mm-hmm. getting married, uh, if you marry unequally. And then the Bible does say that that is a sin. Um, so. right. Well, and, and you're, to, to your point... Um, a lot of wisdom coming from a guy who's not married. I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> it, it is it is um, very, very difficult 
and I don't just say this because I'm married. I've got four kids, by the way, so I don't know if you guys knew that. But, um, but my wife and I have four kids, and I couldn't imagine if we had different worldview. I mean, there's there's not a more important worldview than what you think about God. You know, right. whether you believe in him or you don't. But if you have two parents who rival or or they contradict each other in their worldviews, it it's it's difficult to raise kids because one of them wants to. One, one, one parent wants it to be, and, and typically it's the mom, right? Like a lot of times it's the mom who's saved and the dad who's not. Like yeah. uh, uh, the devil has done a great job getting the dads in our country. Well, there, there's a statistic, uh, statistic that says that yeah. uh, if, if the dad is saved first in a non-Christian family, it is like way more likely that the rest of the family will get yeah. saved as opposed to a child or the mother. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Like if it's just the mom... Um, like, yeah, like there, there's something about fathers being men and leading their families spiritually. And that's, know? that's what the Bible calls yeah. us to. That's Man, the it's, reason. It's almost like scripture <laughs> says this. Yeah. It's, it's almost crazy. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you're right. The stats, I mean, it's just not even comparable. If the dad is on board, then, then things to like it, the, the chances are better. But, but you know, you've got like, if you have one parent who's not a Christian, one parent who is a Christian, I mean, raising kids, um, just all kinds of decisions in life are just very difficult when you guys don't see the world the same way, right. you know? And this isn't to say you don't have disagreements about stuff, but but we're talking the basic fundamentals of 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 like what you think about, like, is there a God? Is there not a God? Is, right. Did Jesus die for you? Did he not? So so I think I, to your point, I think it's a, it's a very good point, you know, to, um, to, to, to say that. So... Um, okay, so let me see. So did you do your, uh, you haven't done point three yet, right? No, I haven't. No, perfect. Well, let, let me see. Was I done? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was doing my second point. <laughs> yeah. Don't put yourself we're, in compromising situations. We're getting situations. off track. My yeah. Hey, no, that's fine. And let me let me just say this. This is a um, this is a testament to middle schoolers because, um, you know, I kind of joked on them a little bit earlier. I walked in after I had preached in high school. Uh, this was this last Wednesday when you did the Q&A. Right. And when I walked over there, I was amazed at some of the questions those middle schoolers were asking. Yeah. Like, I thought I thought it was going to be stuff like, like, can I kiss my girlfriend? Can we hold hands? You know? Yeah. Uh, just the, weird stuff. And but, honestly, there was some of that. I actually have the questions here if you want. We oh, can talk nice. about them, too. Uh, let me... But, let, but yeah, we'll, we'll get through it first. May, but yeah, yeah, there are some good I, questions. I would like to hear a couple of those. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I was amazed. I was like, dude, those are like some were really good questions. Yeah. I was like, all right, okay, go middle school. Right. Maybe they're not as bad as they seem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, no, let's go ahead and hit They your... are as bad. They put their foot through the wall. <laughs> yeah. They're not great at walking uh, and not putting their feet through walls and all that good stuff. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's go ahead and hit this, uh, the last two points. So your third takeaway from yep. this series, what is it? Uh, it's to cultivate your relationship with intentionality to achieve the greatest benefits. Uh, and so it was kind of more of a very practical focus. Like you said, you talked about uh, having this night of talking about guardrails and what relationships, like practical ways you can you can set up your relationship in a good way. Um, in, in a similar aspect, I talked about uh, different ways that we can uh, look at a relationship and really set a maybe a vision or a goal that uh, leads to having the greatest benefits of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we talked about uh, having a vision for how you want that relationship to look like. Like, and I mean, very practically, like, what do you want to do on at this point in the relationship? Like fifth date, maybe we side hook or whatever. I don't know. It can be like, it can, it sounds kind of weird and, uh, 
stuff but like that that's how you that's how you set up those guardrails it's like i'm not going to uh for example like uh with my own relationship with with sierra like i have this guardrail set up that i'm not going to tell her that i love her until i can prove that and say that hey will you marry me and have a ring to put on her finger because that's i'm not going to say that i'm committed to you in this love without actually proving that i'm going to be committed to you in this love and so uh that's kind of like an example of having a vision for that relationship and so um having an intention with what what you do with that person is important too so like what you talked about with the story of of the kid who was in the back of his truck you know and and the you know like having sex with his girlfriend you know you if you're if you're in the back of a truck what's your intention right. there like uh you know try and think about like if i'm going to go out and do this with this person to go get uh, whether it's getting food or going to watch a movie or what like what are the if, what are the intentions with that action and if you think that they're not leading towards good things or leading towards god then that uh should be something to kind of be aware of and probably detract from yep. um That's and good. so yeah and that was kind of the and then of course like keeping i think my one of my points was keeping your eyes on the prize uh, mm-hmm. and making sure that your goal and your focus is still set on god even in the midst of a good and uh what seems to be an awesome relationship make sure your eyes are still uh, on the prize and that you're running in the correct direction yep that's right i love it yeah when i um and i'll just kind of throw this in there really quickly because we're running out of time but um when you say you know cultivate relationship with intentionality to achieve the greatest benefit, that's it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, one of the greatest benefits, and I, I can't remember if I taught on this or not, but it was something. Again, it was one of those things that probably made it to the cutting block, right. but not the message. But um, one of the greatest benefits um, is from a book that I read called "The Meaning of Marriage" by Tim Keller, mm-hmm. which um, is an awesome book. I'm going to get it for you and Sierra actually, if oh. you guys plan on getting married so um but anyways in this book um i I would recommend anything tim keller does i love the guy but this book he talks about one of the greatest benefits of marriage is that when you marry somebody you now have a full-time accountability partner yeah who knows you better than anybody else knows you and your sin knows your sin and your your exploits much better too yep my wife is a very good accountability partner yeah i was saying this to her the other day i forget what i was saying but i was saying something and she goes pride i was like (laughs) wait what she goes pride i was like okay (laughs) <laughs> but, but it's funny because, you know, a lot of times, you know, pride people never see themselves as proud, you know. Yeah. So when you point it out, you're I was like, oh, I guess I am being proud, you know. Yeah. So but yeah, it, it's a it's a great benefit of yeah. having a wife is is having that uh, accountability partner. So, OK, yeah, a little side note there. And it gives me a chance to promote his book. Maybe he'll sponsor this podcast. or yeah. something. I have a friend in my class that's reading that book with his girlfriend, too, right nice. now, actually. Yeah, it's really good. So, okay, well, let's hit this final point. Um, let me see. My final takeaway, point number three, is love thy body. Yes. Love thy body. What in the world does that mean? Let me tell you. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> there's there's a book by a lady named Nancy Piercy, and mm-hmm. um, I uh, stumbled upon her writings in, in seminary, actually. I had to read a book for, uh, for a class that I was taking. It was called Total Truth, and it legitimately changed how I view a lot of things in this country, culture and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she released this book recently called Love Thy Body. And this is a book that uh, the whole premise of this book is to show how our culture has put, has, has really put, uh, it's, it's a lack of emphasis on the body in the way that the Bible tells us that we should. And pretty much the, the premise is, um, or, or the, the, what she says is like, um, you know, a girl can be dating a guy. She'll she'll guard her heart 
uh, like aggressively. She's like, I will not say I love you to him. I'm not going to like give my, my heart to him. Yet she'll sleep with him on the first date. Mm-hmm. And there's this disconnect where she's guarding her heart, you know, to, to um, because it's more emotional and stuff. But her body, she sees it as just something that she can just use however she wants. Right. And there's this huge disconnect. You know, this is, uh, you ever seen the show The Bachelor? This is what, um, this is what happens on this show. Now, now wait a minute, Matt. We got, we got to clear the air on something here first off. Uh, Please, yeah. Get, okay. What were you going to ask me? So, so I've got a lot of, a lot of people ta- talking to me and saying that you really, really love The Bachelor yeah, and you've I, watched like every episode and you are just hooked on The Bachelor. Let me, let me tell you, I, I, I'm, very glad that you're giving me an opportunity to defend myself because um i did somebody came up to me the other day and they were like dude i got and it wasn't teenagers it was um uh people in our college ministry who were saying Mm -hmm. this they were like they're like pastor matt loves the bachelor and he watches it all the time and and part of that statement is true i watch it (laughs) my (laughs) wife and i watch it but we we watch it uh in the same way i enjoy driving past a car accident like it is it is a nightmare of a sh- well you know how like when you pass a car accident and you're just like I've got to see what it is you know and you yeah. look and stuff um, and then people get in more accidents by yeah, looking at yeah. an accident that, that's true let me give you a different analogy it's like watching <laughs> uh, the uh, National Geographic and uh, watching a lion just devour uh, like a little animal and you're gotcha. like oh that's so sad but you can't turn away you know right. and that's how we are with the Bachelor and and what I what I was what I've told the students actually is I said if you guys want to see what the uh, the complete incorrect way to see love, just watch The Bachelor. Like, if you want to see what love is not in every single regard, watch The Bachelor. People <laughs> go on this show. The most joy I get in my week is watching these people get dumped on national television and go home crying. And, <laughs> and I know that sounds wrong, but I want this this uh, this view of love to fail. I yep. want it to fail miserably because every time I watch that show, I'm just like, no. That's right. not how it's done. Right. I, I, I asked the kids this. I said, who in here has uh, dated uh, one person and a couple of kids? I said, who's dated more than two, more than three? And then I said, who's dated more than 20 people? And uh, <laughs> funny enough, one of my leaders raised their hand, none of the kids. And I won't say the leader's name. But, um, but what was funny is I said, okay, now imagine dating 20 people at one time, oh, which is what The Bachelor is. And, and what it is is... Um, the thing that really annoyed me in one of these episodes, they uh, two of the girls had had slept with the bachelor, and mm-hmm. one of them did it. She claimed to be a Christian and was saving herself, and only God knows why she went on that show to begin with. But uh, but anyways, the two girls were treating the the Christian as if she was uh, like the craziest person, and it hit me. I looked at my wife and I was like, "Look at it. These two girls have no." regard for their body mm-hmm. you know they're willing to do what they're willing to sleep with whoever whenever um they're they're cautious about saying i love you it took them all season to do that you know but they're they be willing to sleep with somebody and make out with them all over the show you right know? And, and and it just it, like i see that and um you know obviously it's a tv show but i see it in real life i see it with high schoolers all the time like yeah. they they have no regard for their body they they think it's just a tool that God has given them to use however they want, um, in the same way you use a fork, you know. But but that's not that's not it, right? I mean, um, I don't have the passage with me, but one of the passage talks about like we need to follow God. Um, oh, it's it's First um, uh, Corinthians six where he yeah. says like honor me with your your spirit, your mind, and your body, and mm-hmm. like it, it's God does not separate these things. Right. He gave us our body for a reason, and just like anything, I mean, the Corinthian church they tried to say. 
you know, God gave us stomachs for, or, or gave us food for our stomachs. Right. And, and he goes, yeah, but, and then Paul says, but God, but God did not give us our bodies for sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Like, that's wrong. And so, um, so it, it was just kind of a point that I was making that I, especially these young ladies in here, I'm like, don't like value yourself. Don't, don't think that your body is just something that you can just give away to any guy. Right. Or that um, a guy immediately deserves it, uh, right? Just because he's right. a guy, right? Or yeah, exactly. That's that's a great point that that they deserve it. These guys, and yeah, and, and so you know, the um, I went into the science of it a lot as well. There, uh, there's there's a um, fun fact for you. I don't know if you knew this or not. Mm-hmm. There is a hormone that releases um, uh, what's it called, like oxytocin or something. Mm-hmm. It's when a mother is breastfeeding her child. This this hormone releases, and they call it the attachment hormone because it creates such a bond. Well, um, uh, in this book, Love Thy Body, she goes, surprise, surprise, when you have sex with somebody, the same hormone releases. And yep. this is what, uh, like, it's scientifically, uh, like, connects you to a person. And, um, and uh, uh, there's a quote from a guy who says, he goes, yeah, listen, when you have sex with somebody, uh, your body's making a promise that you might not even know you're making, yep. you know? And so, um, so that was pretty much my last point that we made on that last night. So I was like, guys, you know, don't, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Like Mm. the Holy Spirit literally lives inside of us. Don't like, like let that be in your mind when, when you're doing stuff with your body, like say, is this, is this what the temple of God should look like? You know? So, so yeah, it was pretty good talk. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. All right. Well, um, that, I mean, so you gave your three, give it in, in review. Why don't you just tell us those three one more time and then I'll tell you my three. Yeah. So first one, uh, was staying close to Jesus makes every relationship better. Uh, and that second one is that the purpose of marriage is to reflect the covenant that God has made to the church through Christ. And then the last one, uh, was that cultivate your relationship with intentionality in order to achieve the greatest benefits. Awesome. Uh, my three, number one, relationships start with God. Number two, don't put yourself in compromising situations. And then number three, love thy body. Yeah. Your body was given to you as much as anything else. And uh, we're to respect God with our bodies. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, if you guys uh, have any questions, you know, you can feel free to email us. Um, all that information is on the website, uh, genoastudents.org. And if you want to catch up on some previous podcasts or some messages from Alex and myself, uh, those are all on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And we've got so we got tons of events coming up here soon that I'm pretty pumped about. Oh yeah, got some outreach that you can sign up for. That's on the website. Uh, summer camps coming up. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm That's, ready for summer. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a blast. So, all right. Well, with that being said, this uh, this is uh, the finish line podcast. We thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.